Welcome to the Impact Food Forum. We bring the food industries together from small producers, scientists, chefs, and corporations to create a better food future for all of us. Standing together, this global community will have a positive effect on the food industries and all the people involved. Welcome to the Impact Food Forum. If you can just begin taking us back uh, two weeks ago, what, were, what was things like two weeks ago for you? So two weeks ago, we were still in full operation in the restaurant. Um, you know, the reservations had dropped down a lot because uh, the borders have been closed in Singapore. So there's no, no additional tourism coming into the country, whereas Singapore kind of relies on tourism. It's uh, a lot of tourism coming through and it's seen as a hub where many people will come in from multiple countries, stop off in Singapore for a couple of days, uh, see the site, so um, go and look at the MBS, go and have a look at the skyline and the view and have a tour around Singapore and then potentially stop off in a restaurant such as mine have an experience and before they jet off to the next location. So we get a, a big quantity of people traveling into Singapore for this. And also just general tourism is obviously a lot of business goes on in the country. So a lot of um, businessmen have ceased to come. The tourism has ceased. So two weeks ago, we were kind of relying on just regular guests and, and locals and, and expats living in Singapore as our, as our customers. So. Oh. That was a, the, it dropped down, reservations dropped down a lot, but we were still maintaining a continual operation with, with this business that was going on. And what thoughts were going through your head as you can see that the guests were starting to decline and you were obviously reading the media? So what, do you remember what kind of things you were thinking about? Well, everybody's looking at the media and they, um, they're all witnessing what's going on in different locations around the world. Obviously, as, as being a chef and an expatriate chef in another country, We've all got many chef friends in other places around the world. I've got a lot of friends in, in London, in France, in Spain, and uh, New York, and spread all around the world. So, and I'm speaking to these guys and looking at what's going on with them in, in their situation every day and uh, kind of waiting for the moment for it to happen to us. When, was, when did you hear, how, how was the, um, the news given to you that this is it, we're closing down now? There was... Um, a big announcement uh, at 4 p.m. on a Monday. Um, also on a Monday, on, on the end of uh, just for the weekend, exclaiming that all businesses, non-essential, shall be stopped. Um, anyone is capable to work from home will do so. So still there's many people con controlling their businesses from home. Obviously within a restaurant, there's not a lot that can be used in a restaurant. We're not seen as an essential dining platform. Um, but also the major rule was there's no dine-in operation. So there's no more sitting down and enjoying the atmosphere. It's more about collect your food quickly and get out. So a lot of guys in the country are continuing to do a takeaway. You know, one-star, two-star, three-star restaurants have completely closed down the fine dining experience of sitting in the restaurant. And now they've rolled it around into a takeaway operation. Which you know you can imagine is imagine Alan Ducasse, freestyle Michelin, trying to recreate a takeaway menu is very very tough. So, uh, but the the speed and the style of what they've created in such a short amount of time is very very impressive. I've had the fortunate option of, of tasting a few of them in the last few days. It's been incredible, and what these guys can achieve in a short amount of time to to 180 their restaurant, you know, from a fine dining experience 
into a, a fine dining takeaway experience so that you can experience the same style of food and ingredients that are producing in a restaurant at your home is, is very impressive. So I've been able to try a few and I'm hoping to try a few more in that time. Um, and they're doing a great job. People are really digging in their heels and working as hard as they can. Um, congratulations to those guys. Absolutely. For me, unfortunately, the whole hotel has closed down. So uh, there's many food outlets and bars and, and other restaurants within the hotel and, and they've closed down the whole operation for now. So with us, obviously we can't do any purchasing and we can't utilize the staff or the space. So we're forced to close as well. It's not an option for us to do a takeaway scenario or try and try and cook for people to take home or any other operation. We've, we've tried it, but it's, it's not capable. So they've closed down the whole hotel. The law has stated that it's going to be a 30 day closure of all the non-essential businesses. Uh, so we are really hoping that those 30 days is gonna stand and early May, we can return to our restaurant and begin again. I have two questions pushing on right now. So let me take the first one. Obviously working in a high-end restaurant on the level that you do, you mm. must be pushing like 90 hours a week. I, and I you're probably, and you probably, if I know you're right, you've probably been doing that for the last 10 years. 10 plus, and then, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you go, boom, and now you yeah. sit at home. I, 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 can I be personal? Are you married? Do you have kids? No, I'm, I'm engaged. I'm engaged to, to a French girl. So um, you sit at home with your French girl? Yeah. How, how, how is that changing you? You know, it's, it's a very, very different experience. You know, we all, we all talk about passion and how much we, we love. And, you know, you being a chef yourself, you know that there's a reason why we work the crazy hours. We, we love it. We love the drive and the excitement and the constant invigoration of frustration in able to get this perfect whatever you're working on. And, uh, and then from, you know, being a pot washer when I was 15 years old, so now 20 years later, kind of just all stopping in one go is a big shock to the system. Uh, we do love the buzz and the grind, but now I guess it opens opportunities to do alternative options. I guess every chef in the world, in my situation, is working on a new menu to release when he comes in. Everybody's working on the summer menu or whatever season it might be when you're heading back to your restaurant. That's obviously the number one focus. Also, cooking at home like crazy, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, cooking um, and preserves and kombucha and anything you can imagine we're, we're doing at home a lot of. But uh, it, it does open the possibilities of a bit of exercise and a bit of R&D, a bit of research. And I've got a stack of cookbooks I'm finally getting an opportunity to look at. And it's, uh, it's a chance to reflect on the, the next direction rather than continuing to to grind away and work as hard as you can. Now we can take a step back. We can look at what the next options are for the future and you know, try and plan uh, a cleaner direction, organize a little bit, try and plan whatever other elements we like to have in our life, a bit of exercise, a bit of um, family time, catch up with your family on, on the internet, on Zoom or on Skype and, and communicate with my staff as well. The, the number one focus at the beginning was trying to source options for the staff. Um, so they can continue about going on unpaid leave. They continue to have a salary throughout this time. And that's pretty much been taken care of, which we're, we're very happy with. That was the kind of big concern. 
I don't know about you, when, when I was a young chef in London, if I was to go one month without a salary, I'd have to leave. I couldn't, I couldn't pay the rent or pay the train fare or survive. One month salary was, was nothing. We had enough to pay the rent, buy a train ticket and have a beer at the end of the week. And otherwise, there was zero money in my pocket. And that's the same situation for young chefs these days. It's, you need that monthly salary to come in. So that was the number one focus to ensure that we can stabilize the team, make sure that everybody's taken care of and that they, they've gained our trust so that they are willing to come back and we can continue on this journey together. So that was a big part of what we spent most of the time trying to do at the beginning. Now that's pretty much stabilized. Um, it's my, my job to write the menu and to change the, the, next, the next operation. It's a really refreshing moment in a in a kind of selfish way to look at an option where I can recreate and have a moment for myself to build the new menu, build on new ingredients, new tasks and techniques and try and roll that out and have an exciting platform to launch on when we do open, hopefully early May. What's the first thing you're gonna focus on when you get back? Well, I don't know if you heard, I'm doing a, a thing called Modern British, so I've totally in, invented this, um, is a tag we call reinventing British. As you know, the reputation of British food has been kind of not so popular over the last 50 to 100 years. And I've taken it upon myself to uh, change people's expectations and, and do away with the bad reputation that we've had and make people really understand that there's more to English food than fucking fish and chips. So uh, I'm trying to do that. And now I've got myself into a situation where everybody comes is expecting some kind of British food or English flavour, which is, is fantastic. It's exactly what I wanted to achieve and the style I wanted to be appreciated by. But now I've got to work a lot harder to stand by my guns and to continue this direction that I've chosen, which is very exciting for me. And, you know, we've got a great reputation and I really step by step, we're changing many people, many people's opinion of how English food could and should be perceived for now and into the future. So it's quite an exciting moment for me and also my team and you know, massive support from Singapore, the, the locals and the, 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 the customers in general have been incredibly supportive of all we do. And also in this time of closure, I, I get texts and messages from all of our local customers and suppliers with massive support. We're trying to encourage our return and encourage the staff safety for now and for the future. So yes, it's an exciting time to kind of open up as soon as possible. The, the scheduled date for now is early May. And I really hope we can stick to that to, to open up together. It's interesting, right? Uh, this whole thing, because it's exactly what, what I've been talking with, with everyone else about. It's almost like it's just between you and me now, I'm not going to put this in the interview, but it's almost like it's also a, a healthy thing, what's going on right now. Well, yeah, you know, you don't want to talk about it too much, but it is a, <clears throat> it's an option that most chefs have never had in their lives. You know, when I work with chefs in London, I work in France and Australia, people will grind themselves down to a bone. And, and I have done my entire life work like a dog, not in a bad way. I, I loved it at the same time. And I really, I work harder from the longer hours and I've always appreciated it. But now you've got this opportunity to breathe, maybe take a, a few hours sleep extra here and there and, you know, catch up with the things you've always neglected. Uh, do a bit of reading which is it's pretty rare for chefs these days to read a book but um, it's something I enjoy a lot so to have that opportunity is kind of a, a blessing in an evil disguise I think. 
Oh, that was a good one. I'm going to keep that one. <laughs> um, I'm thinking, um, how do you think, if you look at it globally, I know this is a very hard uh, question, but just to answer it as best as you can. If you look at the, this globally, um, the whole COVID thing, the thing of us taking a step back and then recharging and rebuilding everything again, how do you, what, how do you think it will affect our industry? Um, well, hope in in my opinion, and I guess many people's opinions, I really hope we can to return to the way we were. Uh, I'm concerned about many restaurants and the survival rate of restaurants because you know to to continue for hopefully this month no longer uh, to continue to pay the salary of the staff to pay the rent to continue to survive without the consistent income and revenue is. It's very, very challenging, and I really hope that people can, you know, just do the best they can to survive in this tough time. Uh, and I really hope that we can all open up again and and thrive like we were once doing. I think the food scene on a global scale has exploded around the world. Everybody's a foodie and a critic these days, and everybody has a great knowledge about ingredients and chefs and restaurants around the world, what they're doing and how they're doing it. And it's it's really changed very much in the last ten years for me. And Maybe different generations have seen even a bigger change, but the the adjustment in people's knowledge of food has grown a hundred times in the last ten years. And I, I think now we're in a, a very special place where people are paying a lot more attention to what they're eating, where they're sourcing their ingredients, the style of restaurants they're choosing. You know, it's um, people are taking care of their bodies and the ingredients they're choosing to buy and eat a lot more than ever before. So it's um, it's a good time, and I really wish this this virus can clear as soon as possible so we could continue and could continue to grow our knowledge and people's interest in the dining scene. Everybody wants to be a chef and watch um, shitty TV chef shows and uh, gain the knowledge and gain the respect of all their friends and family. And I think it's, you know, it has its good points and bad points of TV shows, but it's definitely inspired the world into the world of food and the quality of ingredients they can begin to love. Thank you for your time, Kirk. That's it. Uh, is there anything that you that you feel like you wanted to to add to this? Um, then go ahead. Well, really, just uh, you know, best of luck. I really hope for us. It's in Singapore. It's thirty days. Um, I'd like to thank Singapore and the hotel I'm in, the, the staff, the environment, the managers, the bosses, everyone in the country have been very, very incredibly supportive, and I hope we can get through this time together clean up and come back a lot stronger and with an exciting journey ahead of all of us. I wish you all the best and great to see you and I hope we can catch up again very soon. Yeah, let's have a beer. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for your time. Okay, mate. Pleasure. Take Bye. care. Bye. Bye. Thanks.